Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. Wait a minute, I'm still trying to fix myself here, Benny because I, I move my, my thing here from the last show. And so I, may, I have to make a little adjustment here. That was me trying to like turn the camera to show the uh, uh, plants. Uh, and it's still not exactly right, but Olivia will forgive me. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. You know, one of the things, Benny, that I was saying, um, and I don't think I say it enough, and I, I'm just curious how Olivia feels about it too. But I was really struck by the last hour. And one of the things that was said was we were talking about how much we learn from others. And I had a moment where, and, and this, this is about today's show, this hour that we're gonna do here with Penny Price Lavin joining me here today, her book, right? The Healing Field. I started to think about who I was 16 years ago. And so Benny, Benny and I have been together since day one, right? Not the very first show I ever did because I was on an internet network before that. That's why they call me a pioneer of podcasting. Do you like that, Benny? Pioneer, Patty Podcaster, somebody called I like it. You've got the alliteration. Mm -hmm. I mean, but like, honestly, we didn't call it podcasting. What did we call it then? Mm -hmm. Archives. Uh, but now it's podcasting and I was struck by this 16 years, Benny and I, 16 years. And somebody asked me, how long, how much longer am I going to keep doing this? And this is so related to Penny's book. And here's why everybody. If somebody didn't point out to me that I've been doing this 16 years, because we have to do that for media. Anytime you have a guest like Penny come on the show, the people that, you know, help her with the book and publish it, they want to know, like, who the heck are you? How long have you been doing it? Because they're very protective of their authors and, and rightly so. So I don't think about it until I think about it. But somebody, Benny, asked me an interesting question about both of us. And it really is, it's smack right out of Penny's book. And they said to me, have you and Benny learned anything? In, <laughs> like, what have you learned in 16 years? And I really just looked at them like, where do I begin? Like, how, do you have about a decade for me to talk about that? But one of the things I've learned about this journey, and especially this journey with you, Benny, is I've learned to be a better person than I was 16 years ago. And that doesn't mean 
that you don't have differences because I got to tell you, Benny and I, we can go at it. It is like, ain't no like tomorrow about that. But what did I learn about myself and learn about humility and learn about compassion and learn about understanding? And what did I have to heal to get there? So am I the same person I was 16 years ago? I think at the core I am, but I think I'm a better person to do better things in the world because part of this is I've learned after 16 years and today's interview, and somebody said, I'm coming up on 10,000 shows. I've learned about healing. So when I get a book, like the one that Penny wrote, and we're gonna, I'm gonna tell you all about her. When I get a book like this, 16 years ago, I would have had some idea about what we're gonna talk about and the power of it. But I will tell you today, that what I've learned about Penny's body of work, what she's bringing into the world, what, you know, what we're talking about when we say light and we talk about healing touch and we talk about the healing field, it is an understatement what Dr. Oz said about healing and energy. Because if we needed anything right now, it's penny to be on every major broadcast channel and network in the world immediately. Wow. Thank you. That's Thank you. why we keep doing this. Penny, it's so great to have you here. Thank you for that introduction. Look, it is hard and I've gotten better at it. 16 years ago, Benny will tell you, I probably would have fumbled on my own words a little bit. I still stutter. I stuttered growing up. I still stutter a little bit. I had a moment in my last show, but I didn't have the depth and the breadth of what you have committed and dedicated yourself to. But when I got sick, six months after this, physically, mystery disease, everything changed for me. And I want to ask you, Something in your life had to open up for you to write a book like this and to say yes to your life work. What are some of the challenges? What are some of the obstacles that you had to go through, get past to bring you to this very moment, Penny? The book really um, springs forth from my work in media. And I've been in media all my life. I mean, I, I, was, I was part of the team that helped launch Good Morning America and then I was a producer uh, with Geraldo Rivera. And I was the, the body, mind, and spirit and investigative reporter when I worked with him. And I brought in on, you know, Deepak Chopra and we did spoon bending and, and I taught the audience, we taught the audience how to do meditation. And, and um, I brought on people who had met angels and been to Medigoria and had got, gotten healing. So. I've been bringing forth this kind of work that I would call the next step. And people used to call it new age, but it's, it's not new age. It's things that have been around a long time that are just really recently getting discovered. One of the things about that, just a segue for a moment. Sure. It used to be that, that, that the knowledge and the secrets were held back. 
and nobody knew them other than the priests and the kings and the inner circles and nobody else knew them and they were really afraid if the mass got to know information that they would what would they do with them and one of the things i find so interesting is that many and i'm, I'm sure you know too you've heard it many um, spiritual teachers in the last century and before that talked about that this is the age that the secrets would be revealed. Like, you know, like in the Kabbalah, it used to be just the priests talk, you know, knew that information. And now, you know, you can look anywhere and there's teachings on Kabbalah all over, you know, it's really out there. So what is this information? Because this is the time for us to bring forth this information. And we know that information is knowledge and information is power. And what I am dedicated to all my life is to empower people to really go to that place inside of them and help them be empowered, help them get beyond whatever. We all have things that are limiting, limiting us. We all have our issues. We all have our stuff. You know, in One Light Healing Touch, I'm, besides being a filmmaker and an author, I'm a, um, I'm a, a practitioner and an instructor with an international energy healing school called One Light Healing Touch. And we see, I mean, in every class, people come in with their stuff, whether it's stress or whether it's illness or whether it's problematic patterns that they keep repeating and repeating and repeating and say, why am I doing that again? Why am I still doing that? And what we know is that it takes time for people to learn and open and grow. And so what we love to do is teach the information so that people can learn and open and grow. But what's really important is like um you know a couple years ago all of our students you know everybody was reading the Eckhart Tolle book book the power of now i'm sure you read it and they all said well what do you think of it what do you think of it and we 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 read it and we realized that Eckhart Tolle is indeed an enlightened being absolutely but he's missing some really important point which is that when you you know, what he talked about was the power of being present. <clears throat> and all of the great spiritual teachers, including Buddha, talked endlessly about the power of being present. <clears throat> so what we know is that it's key to be present, but you could give somebody a million dollars to say, here, be present. And if they have all this stuff going on inside of them, the anxiety and the stress and I'm not worthy or all the stuff that we carry, you know, the the, the lack of love that perhaps a parent gave one of that child or she favored your sister over your brother. And we, we internalize that stuff. And so if that's what is holding you back, that's what you're holding, not holding you back, that's what you're holding. There's no way that you can be present. So before, exactly. So before a person can be present, which is key, you have to learn to clear out. <laughs> you know, you have to learn to release and open and bring in the energies. And that's why in One Light Healing Touch, we have a, a 14 and 18 day energy healing school where we have so many healing techniques and practices to help people really release this whatever's in the way in a very gentle way. What's important too, I think is interesting is that um, there's a woman in the documentary and in the book uh, her name is Candace Pert. You probably yeah. heard of Candace, right? Yeah. I loved Candace Pert and she loved our work at One Light Healing Touch. And so what she said in the doc when I was interviewing her, <clears throat> what she said was so interesting is that 
they really found, she really found in her research with psychoneuroimmunology that talk therapy is not as effective as some people would like it to be. And what she found looking at the brain as she did and looking at how the brains and the neuron work, she really found that when you every week and you go and you meet with your therapist and you talk about that dreadful thing that happened, what it does is it actually makes the grooves deeper. She saw it, the grooves were getting deeper. So what we know is that it's really important to know what our stuff is and know what our pains and our issues and all that, you know, who we are. We really need to know who we are and what we're carrying in life, but we also need to find really effective ways to release it and get on with it so we can move ahead. You know, I love Deepak Chopra. He had that great story. And he said, if you if you think that every day, I think it was something like 60,000 thoughts, you know, we have like 60,000 thoughts a day, right? So, and he said, each day you keep on with that. And then you realize through your lifetime, you've had all these things that you're carrying forth, that's a lot of baggage, right? It's a whole yeah. lot of baggage. So unless you learn to say, let me clear out so I can focus and be present and come into my heart and 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 not be guided, we, we really teach in One Light Healing Touch not to be guided by the brain, but to be guided by the heart. And the brain is so wonderful at, at you know, if you if you tune in and you meditate, and I'm sure you do, and many of your listeners do, if you tune in and you meditate, and after you meditate and you clear it, you you connect with your heart and you ask, and I'll do, I'll guide if you want me to, I'll guide your listeners through a little practice we have called running energy, which will help. Yeah, us. I'd love to do that later on in the show because I was hoping you would say that. Oh, I would love to do that. It's it's very it's very powerful. So when you get to that point of of connecting to your heart and you say, teach me, what should I do? Well, how could I make the best use of this day to day for myself and for the highest good of the people in my life? When you get that answer and you sit and you feel that answer and I'll guide us into that. And then you feel that answer. That's when you ask the head, okay, help me, help me get there. Because the head is wonderful at directing and coming up with a thousand ways to do something. So when you, when you feel it in your heart, what brings you that sense of heart-centeredness and open-heartedness and connection to what your path is and what your purpose is in life and how you can better take care of your friends and your family, then you say, okay, heart, I mean, okay, head, tell me all the different ways that are, are ways to do that. Because if you realize that all we have in our life is our time and our energy, time and energy, right? We have our time and energy. So if we spend our, if we, we, we often get, get um, acclimated and we look at the glittery, shiny things, right? <laughs> right? So we look at this shiny thing or that shiny thing and we go down this path and we go down this path. And then what happens five years later, you look at that shiny thing that you followed and you say, this isn't what I want. This doesn't speak to me. And then you, what did you do? You spent five years on a path that is okay, but it's not really who you are in your, in your inner, you know, innermost being. So it's really important. We teach all the different, one of the things we teach our students is learning how to go inside, connect to their inner guidance, connect to their higher self, which is about six to eight inches above the head, and really get the best possible guidance so they're not... It, going off into different directions that really aren't in their highest and best interest. Well, I wanted to talk to you about this in a lot of different ways. And let me tell you what I'm struck by about this. And I knew we were going to have this kind of conversation. You know, 
I'm reading your book. And first of all, let me comment on the book. For those of you out there, we're actually going to give a copy of the book away. Mine's a little bent right now, but, and I think Olivia, you're putting up pictures of the book as well. Um, and so here it is. Uh, look, one of the things I was struck by is um, I loved the, the format of the book. So let me tell you what I mean by love the format of the book. So a lot of times when you're doing interviews, right? you go through and you do interviews. You know, I did something just like you for my dissertation. I did a whole ton of interviews, but I didn't just list what people said. I put what they said aligned to a topic. And, you know, what, what I looked at in the book is how the connecting dots are easily made between some of these incredible world leaders, right? these thought leaders and a particular topic. What compelled you to do the book that way? Well, when I did the documentary, I had, I, I wasn't planning on doing a book. I did the documentary because I saw in the field, I mean, because my life has been in media all, all my career. And when I did the document, when I, um, when I was in this field and then I got into energy healing as a practitioner, I looked around and I saw the field and I saw different documentaries and I saw that there was nothing to really explain this piece of uh, energy healing. I mean, people had little bits of it here and there, but there was nothing that could pull it together. So that's what I do as a producer. And, you know, I've worked on national television shows from the East Coast to the West Coast. And what I do is I'm able to look at something and see how it could be a whole cloth so that people could understand it. You know, I, when I was at Good Morning America, you know, they said, think of, you know, think of talking, you're talking to the mainstream public, you're talking to people who've had um, um, an education that, that might not be as advanced as other people. So you want to find ways to communicate with them. So my whole being has always been about how could I find things that would be informative and empowering to people that could help them in their lives. So when I did the documentary and I found these wonder, I did the research and I found these wonderful people that are in the documentary and Bruce Lipton and Lynn McTaggart and um, Candace Pert and um, Beverly Rubick is amazing. She is yeah. one of the leading people in the, in the world that does research, actual research and studies on energy healing. She was so, she's so lovely and she, she's brilliant and she's on the West coast in San Francisco. So when I did the when I did the documentary, I started getting um, emails from people all over the world, and they said, "We love looking at your documentary, and we have to look at it again and again and again because uh -huh. it's so rich." And that's when I realized they said, "Are you ever going to do a book?" Because in a book they could they could reread it again and again and again and have the page open and you know underline it or whatever. So that's what gave me the idea. Wow. It was in me responding to a need out there that people were saying, oh, please do a book. So when I did the book, it was, you know, just, just the same way that um, Ken Burns will do a long documentary and then a couple years later becomes a book. So he uses part of the transcript or a lot of the transcript. Yes. And he'll add other material. So that's basically what I did. I I used the transcript. The first part of the book is a lot of the transcript. And then I had a lot of additional material that wasn't in um, 
you know, that wasn't in the documentary that became additional material. And then I wanted to really go into depth with the practices because my whole goal is to give people practices so that when whatever page they open up, whether it's energy healing or mental imagery or Qigong or sound healing, they can say, oh, let me do this one today or let me do this one tomorrow or let me give this one. This My father would love this Qigong you know, exercise or the sound healing. So I wanted to make something very user friendly so that the, that the reader would really be able to help themselves. You know, and as, as some of the experts said in the book that what's happening now in healthcare is there's a huge revolution. And what's happening is that we've had all of this development in science and medicine, but what's happening now is that self-care is becoming to the forefront. What can people do themselves? So rather than being sick and saying, oh my God, you know, I'm helpless, I need to see someone, you can still see someone, but also take the first steps, take your first steps and what you can do about it. What is your diet? What is your exercise? What are you, what supplements or what drugs are you taking? Or, or begin to do the research on there's so many drug interactions that really cause harm to people. Begin to take the initiative for yourself. And as Beverly Rubik said, it's all about self-care. And Hyla Cass said that too, and she's a well-known holistic psychiatrist. So what's happening now is self-care. And so what I was hoping with the book was giving people a wealth of information so they could understand it and then give them page after page of self-healing practices so that they could for the rest of their lives, have hundreds of tools that they could use and enjoy. You know, I want to ask you this question because I, I, I have to tell you, this book is jam-packed. There's, I've gone through it three times now. And every time I go through it, I see something else. And I, go, I, go, I kind of go like, huh, wow, <laughs> right? Wow. How did that happen? What were your... What were your wow moments? I'm sure you had several, but usually when you take on a project like this, or even when I do an interview, at the end of the day, I'm like, wow, I didn't know dot, dot, dot. Did you have a few of those moments? Yeah, there were two I'd loved. Well, there were so many because I, 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 right. was, I was really um, so involved in the book and I found it fascinating. So I wanted to bring, if I'm fascinated, I wanted to bring that information to other people. But when Beverly Rubick talked about psychoneuroimmunology, about how emotions affect our health, that was a wow. And what if your if your readers or viewers or readers, your viewers, <laughs> your listeners, right? If they don't understand, so Beverly Rubick has passed away, but she was one of the giants in the field. And what she found is that when we think a thought or have an emotion, that 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 is one nanosecond after that we create this molecule in our brain. And if you remember when we were in grade school and we, and we did a diagram of a sentence and it'll look like little trees and so forth. Well, that's what happens, she said, when we think a thought or have an emotion. And so in one second, you feel sadness or anger or competition or what you know, the human, she found about 180 of the ones that were most commonly experienced by human beings. So it was created in the brain in a second and then what she found is within nanoseconds, that molecule floods the body. 
So it's, you don't just have a thought or a feeling in your brain. Your whole body is flooded with sadness or terror or love or all that. So we're constantly remaking our body anew. You know, and you, you've heard, you know, every, you know, seven years, our whole body is completely yeah. anew. And Deepak yeah. talks about that a lot too. We're remaking our body anew. So when you know the the actual physical um, research that Candace Pert did that we are actually creating these molecules and these molecules go all of our body. So we are creating a body that is either afraid and angry or more open or more loving. We are creating those bodies and every day. So it's, it's, it's nothing for anybody to think about um, oh, gee, I can't do it. Every day you have an opportunity. Every moment you have an opportunity of rather than being um, feeling that you're at a loss or feeling that you can't do something or feeling that woe is me, which we all we all do all the time. Right. You can say, okay, well, let me think a positive thought. You know, Lynn McTaggart talks a lot about that with the power of intention. Let me create a positive energetic and when we create that positive energetic, we flood our body with that. And what we are finding in energy healing is that the other thing that was the wow moment for me is that, um, and I'll come back to that, but what, you know, there's a third thing that I want to say, when we sure. think a thought or have an emotion, as we are, as our chakras are energy centers, energy distribution centers, as we hold this energy inside of us, whether it's sadness or pain or betrayal or competition or anger, as we're holding this energy, as the energy is coming through us, light from above and magnetic energy below, we are then radiating that energy out to the world. So we're radiating joy or radiating anger or radiating. So we, we are our own a little environmental factory here of what we can contribute to the world. Do we contribute you know, positive energy? Do we contribute negative energy? We all have a responsibility. We all, not that we know it, but we all can take the responsibility of saying, well, let me create this piece that's me. Let me create this piece that's me that is good. Let me add this goodness into the world because when we do that, it affects yeah. the world. You know, years ago, I don't know whether you had him on your show, I had him on Good Morning America. Peter Tompkins did this wonderful little book called The Secret Life of Plants. Yes, <laughs> I love that book. And what he said is that they, you know, what you're feeling and your anger, you know, your plants get it and they thrive or they, or they, you know, die off, depending whether you're sending love or you're sending hatred or you're sending, you know, you don't even look at your plants or care about them. They feel it, you know? So, and then he did this, if you're, I don't know whether it's still in print, but it's a fascinating book if you're, if your listeners want to get it. They did this where he sent, energy and thoughts to plants my little plant in my living room or something and they would send this thousands of miles away and sure enough the little plants would thrive or they would wither so what we know and that was the thing that i thought was quite interesting um something that really interested me with um the work that uh beverly rubik said is that we know energy healing works because we're having, you know, great successes with energy healing. And when we do energy healing, it's always positive. Now, sometimes I call it a throw away the crutches kind of moment where it's huge. 
But even if it's not that, it's always positive. People feel more relaxed. They feel calmer. Um, they feel more at balance. I did a distant healing on a client the other day. She was um, in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. And I worked with her and it was one session and I pulled energy out and I sent energy in. And, and the next day she said, you know, I'm an artist. And the next, I had the best night's sleep I've had in months. And the next day when I woke up, I had all these ideas for what I wanted to paint and what I wanted to create. And that was in one session. So when you work with energy healing, and this is what I want to mention about Beverly Rubick, what they found is that energy healing works. And so places all over the world are studying, well, why does it work? I mean, what is energy healing, you know? And what she found is that when they tested for magnetic resonance, it registers. When they um, check it for electricity, it registers with electric electricity resonance. When they check it for photon, which is light energy, it registers with light energy. And then she found many higher frequencies. So when people work, and what we say about energy healing is anybody can do energy healing, but it's like chopsticks. Anybody can play it in 10 minutes, but if you want to play well and you want to play Beethoven, you need some practice and you need some teaching. So that's what we like to do. And those people who, whether, want, whether they want to heal themselves or whether people come to us and they say, I want to learn, I, I want to be an energy healer and I want to work on other people. And I, I want something that's more gives me more tools than some, there's some energy healing methods out there that are very basic, that are wonderful, but most people come to us because they want some more advanced tools, which we yeah. give them. So when people learn how to do that and they learn how to heal other people, the amazing thing is, is that when you're running the energy through you and you're working on other people, you're always getting a healing as you're giving a healing. I mean, I used to say when I first learned this years ago, I, I, I said, you know, it feels a little strange charging people for sessions because I'm always getting a healing when I'm giving a healing, you know, because you can't run the energy and give the healing, whether it's long distance or whether the person is right there in your office without you receiving the energy. So yeah. you're bringing up magnetic energy and and light energy and and uh, and these higher energies. And what we know is that the more time, the more people get get good at it and practice, and the more they can release their stuff, the better that they get at energy healing. If you have, if you still have a lot of stuff that's going on with whatever that stuff is, if you if that's still occupying a lot of space in there then you can't really be yeah. as good a channel as you would like to be. So uh, we, you know, there's more time spent on releasing those lower energies. I'll call them lower, but there's no lower, higher. They're just No, different. but I think for, for the point of the show, when you say lower energies, people know. Another right. term that people use is negative, even though they may not be. But, you know, what you're saying is, to put it in the context, is... Look, I started a, a, this show wasn't always a Dr. Pat show. The first version of it was crust busting your way to an awesome life because I realized sitting on a couch that I felt so crusted over, I could barely do anything but turn the remote control. Mm -hmm. And what you're talking about, more folks are going to need to talk about now because I think the one thing that we're all acutely aware of is we are creating a lot of crust right now. And if we think we're going to hit the magic button of the vision board we put over there, and you know we're still carrying metal caskets from an incident of our past, 
Boy, that is a rough road to take. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, a lot of information from you, how we can get a copy of the book, everything. Um, also, you're also going to take us through exactly what you said before. I think you called it running energy. It's what is in the book. Um, and then we're going to make sure we have a copy of the book to give away. But right now, let's take a short break. There's some fascinating things in this book, the healing field. And, you know, talked about in a way that I, I don't think Penny kind of sat down and said, wow, we're going to be in the middle of like a serious crisis now. Let me write the book. But it is a book for this time. Let's it take is. a short break. We'll be right back. Have you heard of drawing a longer line? A teacher drew a line on the board and asked her students how to make the line shorter without changing or erasing it. No one knew the answer. So she drew a longer line right next to the first one. You can be just like that teacher. If you lack self-confidence, you can draw a longer line. Think of someone you love, someone who inspires you and ask yourself, what would they do? Remember, you don't have to change the fear or try and get rid of it. A bigger thought, a larger feeling has the power to release you from the limits that undermine your confidence. Then you're free to take inspired action, to be your best self. Hi, I'm Sarah Main, co-host of Conscious Confidence Radio. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Pat, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To learn more about how to transform your life with Conscious Confidence, go to my website, ConsciousConfidence.com. What is a brilliant culture and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out. You, we created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Some people dream of freedom before they know it even once. What happens when we find ourselves in unimaginable freedom? Retired, children are grown, we've moved on from caregiving, and don't know what to do with all that time you never had before. Well, it's your life. It's up to you now. On the hit new show, Fresh Courage, it's your time to shine with host Sharon Rolfe on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. You know, it's really fascinating. I just love the way, what is that expression, Benny, that was part of like a show, TV show? I love it when a plan comes together. Oh, uh, that would be the old A-team with the uh, Hannibal. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love it when a plant He's getting that big old together. cigar in his mouth, too, which you're missing. You could always use one as a prop sometime, too. But Okay, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. So here we are. We're talking with Penny. And Penny, we're going to get your website information about the book and anything you want to share. And Penny, we're going to give a copy of the book. The book is called The Healing Field. Exceptional Healing Practices to Change Your Life. And what I, what I said and what Penny was talking about was when you go through the book, you know, you go through and there are different aspects of a journey. Let me call it that. A healing journey, a life journey, but there are different aspects. And so when you get to that point, and there are various of them, you get to hear from each of the people we just mentioned, right? Uh, whether it's talking about Qigong, uh, fascinating, Qigong is amazing. Whether you're talking about that or you're talking about, you know, a variety of studies, there's so much that you put in this book, Penny. But the thing I loved about it was this is one of these books that I originally thought when I got it, it's going to be a little bit difficult for people to read. It's not the brilliance and the creative genius about the way that this book has been written and the contributions of people that have, you know, been interviewed for it. They break this down so that every single one of us can take something away from it and implement it immediately in our lives. Because what Penny talked about was so absolutely needed it really has to get an exclamation point benny and i know about the crust busting part of this the show was called that it is very difficult to enact anything if there is something blocking the way now before we keep going here and before you're going to gift us with this i'm going to call it a healing how do people get a copy of the book how do they find out about your work how do they find out any and all of the above Oh, thank you, Pat. Well, the book is available on Amazon. <clears throat> um, I also sell it off my website, but Amazon is fine. Um, my website, our website is onelighthealingtouch.com, or they can just do O-L-H-T and then the number one.com. So O-L-H-T-one.com is the, is the website for One Light Healing Touch. Um, the um, what I want to mention is that um, in a couple of weeks, uh, the end of May, I am uh, offering a, a, a workshop called the Day of Healing. And it's wonderful. I have students who have taken it for years and come back every year. And I teach scanning and radiant healing and distant healing. And the reason I'm doing it this year particularly is because we all know people in other parts of the world that we say, oh, my God, I'd love to send them some distant healing and how do I do that or how do I heal myself and so it's called the day of healing they can sign up on the on the if they email me um my website is uh pardon me that I gave you my website if they email me um penny lavin um penny lavin at gmail.com so if anybody emails me I will send them the flyer uh the day of healing workshop is May 31st and um, I'd love to have anybody who would like to come. I'm doing it via Zoom, obviously. Um, the other thing I'm doing, which is we have an energy healing school, which normally people come in person, but we can't do that this year. 
So we meditated on it. We really got that we need to keep doing it, but we're going to do it via Zoom this year. So we, we really got kind of like you were thinking about the next thing that you create. You feel wait or go forward, you know, wait or go forward. And we really got now is the time to offer it. So I'm going to do an online school for the, for the course, for the class. And it begins in June and the dates are on the website. And again, if people email me at pennylavin at gmail.com, I'll send them a flyer. So um, it's a reduced rate from our regular rate, which is also quite, most people think it's, it's uh, very reasonable for energy and healing schools. But in the, in the, it's a 14 day school, begins in June. It goes until mid August. We meet almost every other week, uh, weekend. And I teach um, 33 healing techniques and 50 self-healing practices and sound work and breath work and movement and sacred ceremony. And people use it to heal themselves or if they want to learn how to be practitioners to work on other people. So it's really for both. And um, there are some things that really lend themselves to online teaching. And what we found with One Light Healing Touch is that it lends itself perfectly because the founder of One Light Healing Touch is my husband, Ron Lavin. So mm -hmm. I know him very well. He was born um, totally open, clairvoyant, clairsentient, clairaudient, clairvoyant. And, um, and what, we, what we do with One Light Healing Touch is we teach people how to use the techniques to heal themselves and to heal other people. But he was in um, five landmark studies with the NIH, the National Institutes of Health, on distant healing. And the results were amazing. They, they just should I, I'll just briefly tell you about the studies because they were sure. so cool. I called them his mission impossible years. He would get an envelope and it said, don't open until Monday, whatever. And he would open it and it would have the person's picture, their first name, and their T-cell count. And that's all he had. And then he would he would do a he would tune in you know spirit to spirit, um, begin to look at them spirit to spirit, bring their energy in, which is what we teach our students how to do, how to connect with the energy and bring it in, look at what was going on, and then decide which kind of healing technique he wanted to do that day. And he would do a healing, and then the study was to do it for five days, and then he would send in his booklet to the to um, the California Pacifica, which was through uh, the NIH, which is what ran the study. And the thing that was amazing, Pat, was that when they looked at the results of this, he wasn't the only person, obviously, but they had a number of people. They only wanted to have people that were called master healers, which had, you have to have a certain kind of energetic frequency to be a master healer. And we teach our students that, that how to be master healers. But at any rate, when they looked at the results, they had a control group and a treated group. And everybody in the treated group, their secondary diseases, which are the things that used to kill AIDS patients because they had no immune system. So they would die of cancer and pneumonia and, and all of those kind of secondary conditions. Everyone, every um, patient in the treated group, their secondary diseases either went away entirely or went away by a significant amount. And significant amount in medicine means something. So their moods were better, their needs for drugs was less, their hospital stay was shorter, wow. um, all of those kinds of factors. And then when they looked at the healers like Ron, when they looked at him saying, well, I worked on John on 10 o'clock on Monday morning and this is what I did. They then looked at the patient because the the doctors and the patients didn't know who was chosen to be in the treated group. They just knew that they, 
they had um, uh, allowed themselves to be considered for to be part of the study. So, but they didn't know who was actually in the study because it was double blind study. So when they looked at those patients who were actually in the study and they looked at John and he would say, well, Monday morning at 10 o'clock, I started feeling this energy come over my body and then I felt peaceful and it was blue or spark, whatever, whatever. They would feel a total correlation with people like Ron who were doing the energy healing. And um, so, I mean, one person Ron worked on had a brain lymphoma and the next week it was totally gone. So people went through amazing, amazing healings. But when it went out for peer review, um, the doctors, of course, didn't believe it because it wasn't just energy healing with bringing a person in your office and doing energy healing. This was 3,000 miles across the country. So they were like, ah, this can't happen. Wow. That can't happen. So wow. they made them repeat. They made uh, Elizabeth Targ repeat the study four times, and each time the results were exactly the same. So then it became a landmark study, and it was published in the Western Journal of Medicine. So one of the things that we teach in One Light Healing Touch is we love teaching One Light he uh, Long Distance Healing because that's something we also know, you know, a lot about. Our graduates, of course, know how to do healings in person, but they know how to do distant healing. So in that workshop at the end of May, I'm teaching distant healing. And of course, we cover it in the school coming up in June. So anybody who wants to come, everything now is via Zoom. We were guided when we checked in about, should we do this now? We were really guided that now is the time to do this. And what we feel, Pat, and this is on a very deep level, we feel that now is the time for people to go inside and sort out, clean out your closets, take care of what foods you're eating or what exercise you're not doing and begin to take care of every single thing that you can take care of in your life. You know, if you need to make amends and call people or write letters, do it. Take care. Yeah. Every single thing and every way in your life that you need to clean it up, clean it up. Because when we're coming out of this, we need people who have insight and knowledge and self-awareness and a heart-centered approach to things because we are going to come through this, but we needed we need we need people to be more balanced and more right. in a state of so they can do the greatest amount of good. So what we teach people in the school, one of the things we teach people is that we all have we all each one of us has a way of knowing, clairvoyant, I mean intuitive knowing. So some people feel it in their gut. They don't know why, but they just have to do something and they feel it in their gut. Some people are clairvoyant. They actually get a vision. Some people are clairaudient where they actually hear a voice, which I've had that happen a few times. And some people are claircognizant, which is like me. Like, I don't know why I have to do something. I just have to. It's right yeah, there. Exactly. I just have to do it. And the reason that this is really important is because we can really get stuck with all kinds of things coming at us you know, or we're in a dark road at night and there's a fork in the road and we have to decide where to go and we don't have our phones and there's no GPS, you've got to tune in and know what should you do. You have to learn how to do that. And with more chaos happening in the world, you have to be able to sort out that stuff yeah. so that you can tune in and say, yeah. this, is the, this, is the, this is the path that I need to take. And that's what that's what I try to do with the book, and that's what we do in the teaching. Well, we have about five minutes left. I hope you will be able to help us here and do an exercise. I can, I'd be happy to do that. 
I would love for you to do it. Thank you so much, Penny. Oh, you're welcome, Pat. And so the documentary is called The Healing Field, Exploring Energy and Consciousness. But the book is called The Healing Field, Exceptional Healing Practices that Change Your Life. So just for your your viewers and listeners that they, I have a different subtitle there, but it's this, it's the same and, and ex much more extended material. So what I'd like your, your listeners to do is um, just close your eyes and breathe and come into your body. And now I'd like you to create a, a white puffy cloud right above your head, cumulus cloud. And I'd like you to begin to release all the thoughts that are running around in your brain. Breathe and release, let go behind your ears. Breathe and release and send those thoughts running around, send them up into the cloud. Breathe and release and let them go. Another breath, breathe and release all those thoughts. You can come back to those thoughts later for now, just let them go. Breathe and release into the cloud. And now I'd like you to send that cloud up to the sun. Let it be destroyed and recycled. And come down, bring your awareness down to your feet. And cut your grounding cord under your feet with your invisible knife or invisible feather. And we all have a grounding cord, although we'd be sailing off into space. So just take my word for it, it's there. And I want you to create a new grounding cord and think of the roots from a tree. So that's what we're doing. So send that grounding cord from the bottom of your feet, bottom of your spine, and send it down into the soil, just like the roots from a tree. And send it down through all the layers of rock and soil, down into the core of the earth. And I want you to anchor into the core of the earth. And every time you do this, begin to feel more and more grounded down into the core of the earth. You can't be present and you can't do healing work unless you're grounded. So learn to practice grounding, send it down. And now bring your awareness, come back to your head, work your way down your body and now release on a deeper level, any tension or stress in your head, breathe and release and send it down the grounding cord. Let it be sent down into the core of the earth and your torso, any tightness, any tension, send it down into the core of the earth, let it go. And your legs, feel into any tightness in your legs, thighs and knees and calf, breathe and release, send it down into the, the grounding cord, let it go. And you wanna consciously send it down into the earth, into the grounding cord, so you're not just releasing energy into your field, like a little um, in the Peanuts cartoon, what, little pig pen so it follows you around the day but consciously send it down oh, okay now connect to a divine light right above your head see that sun that beautiful divine solar being radiating and pulsating and say hello to that divine energetic and now invite the divine light down open your crown chakra at the top of your head and let the divine light pour through your brain and head, through your eyes, down your jaw, down your throat, down your shoulders, arm and hand and fingers, palms up, let it just flow out your palms and fingers. 
let the divine light now pour down into your torso, through your heart and lungs. And with this virus, you know, it's affecting the lungs. So let's bring this divine light into our lungs. You know what the lungs look like, or if you don't get a picture of anatomy and use your visualization, it really helps bring that divine light into your lungs, clean, cleansing it, cleansing your lungs. And now let the divine light pour down the rest of your torso, your midsection, your lower torso, your intestines, and down the left leg, left foot into the grounding cord, right leg, right, right foot into the grounding cord. And then bring that light through and just open and receive the light. Let it wash through and pour through every cell. And be aware of the divine light coming down your arms and hands and put your hands on your heart your left hand on your heart chakra, your right hand, left hand on your heart, your right hand on your heart chakra, and send that divine light right into your heart, giving your heart chakra a healing. Your heart, send that light right into your chest. Let it pour through your clothes and skin, deep into your torso, into that chest area. Oh. Send the energy in. And now bring your hands back to your thighs now and drop right down into your heart and say hello to your heart. Ask it to open like the petals of a flower. You're, you're talking mm -hmm. to your heart chakra, the center of unconditional love for your being and feel that love mm -hmm. and ask your heart for a message. What message do you have for me today, O oh heart of mine? What would you have me know and listen? Mm. You might hear the answer immediately. You might hear the answer later in the day, but just be aware it will come. Give yourself permission. Wow. Penny, and when you're ready, you open your so. eyes. How, so how do you feel, Pat? Wow. I feel so much lighter. Oh, good. 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 Penny, thank you so much for today. Again, would you mind giving out your website for folks? The website, uh, the abbreviation is O-L-H-T-number-one.com. It stands for One Light Healing Touch. Mm. And again, let folks know where they can find a copy of your book. Yeah, the, both the documentary and the book, they're both on Amazon. And if anybody gets Gaia, uh, Gaia has my documentary. It's so popular on Gaia that they also have it in German, French, and Spanish. So the documentary is uh, The Healing Field, Exploring Energy and Consciousness. Mm -hmm. So that's what the book is based on. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning us in and turning us on. The Healing Field, of course. And as Penny said before, lots more information on our website. Benny, thank you. Olivia, thank you. And from, from all of us to all of you, you are so blessed. You are so loved. Be well.
We'll see you next time. Thank you, Pat, so much. I enjoyed it. Thank you.